Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Banking on Business is aimed at helping entrepreneurs grow their business with practical strategies you can start using today. We are all about engaging our local business community and connecting with other small businesses to raise each other up. Hosted by yours truly, Grace Bruins, marketing officer at Horicon Bank, turned podcaster, at least for the next 20 minutes. Welcome to the Banking on Business podcast presented by Horicon Bank. Today, we are talking with Melissa Teeter, Horicon Bank's own security officer. So welcome, Melissa. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Very happy to be here. You bet. And you're going to be talking about something that not just bankers are really interested in, but I think business owners deal with on an every single day basis, Mm -hmm. which is fraudulent attempts to scam their business out of money. Yes. So it's not exactly a pretty topic, but no, very important one. (laughs) Yes, very true. So before we jump into that topic, Melissa, let's let our listeners get to know you a little bit better. Okay. This is our rapid fire intro to the expert. I fire off the questions and you answer as quickly as you can. Are you ready to play? As ready as I'm ever going to be. Okay. How many years have you worked in banking? 12. What's the best part of your role as a security officer? Oh, I think it's probably the fact that I get to work with my coworkers so on hand with them and I get to really get to know them. We're a big corporation. We have like over 200 people. So that's a lot of people. And before when I was in the Randolph branch, like I only knew like 20 of them. So now I get to work hand in hand with majority of them. And then too, like I feel like I'm always learning and everything always changes so quick. So no two days are the same. It's very, very interesting. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. And we are going to get into that in just a little bit. But let me ask, what is your favorite travel destination? Like in general or in the bank? <laughs> <laughs> Let's go in general. Um, probably Iceland. I know you travel a lot, so that yeah. I was curious about yeah. that one. What is one skill that you'd like to learn? Another language. Ooh. Do you know which one? I wanted Polish at first because I went to Poland and I'm Polish. So oh, I thought like okay. it would all go nice hand in hand. Yeah. But it's a very hard language to learn. <laughs> like my mouth does not make those letters. <laughs> and I try very hard, but I was doing babble for a while and like they would have you pronounce something and I would have to keep doing it over and over and over again because it just would not come out right. Okay. So maybe German, but I guess Polish and German are very hand in hand. So I don't know. <laughs> one way or another, I'm going to have to figure it out. Okay. All right. And then last one, what is your favorite fall tradition? Caramel apples. Mm. 100%. Just plain or do you like, like a topping on there? Oh, I like sprinkles on there. Oh, okay. I'm not too picky with my caramel apples. I mean, as long as it's like a lot of caramel on yeah. there, I'm a happy girl. But That's fair. That's fair. All right. So now before we get into scams and fraud, let's do our marketing minute. So like I mentioned before, you travel quite a bit. Mm -hmm. When you travel, Melissa, do you rent a car? Do you do Uber? Do you do Lyft? What's your preference? Typically, I walk a lot. Okay. Yeah, I walk as much as possible, especially when you're in Europe, because everything is so much more condensed than it is here. Sure. So, so you get to see a lot more. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Okay. When I went to Hawaii, I took the, like the city bus, which was an experience. <laughs> but it was. it was fine. It was fine. <laughs> I made it back in one piece. <laughs> well, if you were to take a car rental service, here's where my marketing minute is going. In 1962, car rental company Avis was searching for a new advertising campaign that would put them ahead of market leader Hertz. So you've probably heard of both of those mm-hmm. companies. Okay. So their ad agency, Doyle Dane Bernbach, decided to embrace Avis's second place status as a sneaky way to tout the brand's customer service. And their tagline was, when you're number two, you have to try harder. Hmm. 
So the campaign was an instant hit. Avis gained market share. They closed the gap between themselves and Hertz. And even though Avis never called Hertz out by name, it was pretty obvious who they were talking about when they said things like, Avis can't afford not to be nice or Avis can't afford to make you wait. So that campaign actually ran for 50 years around the world. I love it. Isn't that great? I like that. So for listeners, you may not be the biggest competitor in your market, but how do you flip that script and start to talk about what makes you special? What are those things that you can't afford not to do and make sure your customers know about it? I like that. I like that a lot. It's a different way of thinking about it because a lot of times you want to say, we're the best at this, we're the best at that. But if you aren't the biggest, you're definitely working harder. Mm -hmm. So- and I like how they say that they're nice and stuff like that because to <laughs> right. me, like kindness is just number one. Absolutely. So, so next time you need, if you ever do need a car mm-hmm. rental company. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. Go I know two. who I'm going through. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get into our interview a little bit. Melissa, there is a lot to talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to fraud and scams and consumers and businesses, both sides of it. And you see both of those things. Yes. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your role? What is it that you do every day? So not only with fraud and scams, but I also deal with um, the overall physical security of the bank and making sure the customers and the employees and the assets are safe. Mm -hmm. A lot of policy and procedure writing and updating and then training too. So I get to work firsthand with the different employees. Like right now I'm doing a lot of fraud prevention because it's very prevalent and only getting more and more amped as we speak. Mm -hmm. Um, But putting a lot of stuff together so it's resources for the front line or other individuals as well. Okay. So you're putting a lot of education together mm-hmm. for, you know, your internal customers, your employees, mm-hmm. but then also staying on top of scams that are happening outside of the bank to the actual bank customers. Correct. So what are some of those really common scams or fraud practices that are happening right now? So especially with the holidays coming up, charity scams, that's oh. a big one. People calling and saying to donate to a charity, but you have to donate with gift cards. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're choosing to donate to a charity, contact that charity yourself. Don't have someone contact you on behalf of the charity. And then the romance scams, that's a big one as well. Oh, um, that's sure. more, of course, more on the consumer side than the business side. Mm-hmm. Or anyone just trying to get a hold of your um, bank numbers and making fake checks. Anyone can walk into Staples and have checks printed. Staples doesn't care sure. if you're the business owner, if you're the account <laughs> owner. If you, there's a way to, for them to make money, they're going to do it. So, and they make money by printing these checks. Or even too, like if you buy checks from online, like you don't go through your bank. Sure. You can just put any old number in there if you have it. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of what... I'm seeing right now, and I'm sure by the time this airs, there'll be something else. So, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long. Just give it a day. Ah, <laughs> oh, and scams are just getting more and more sophisticated. But I think it's interesting that the check scam, like you know, especially in banking, we talk about consumers aren't using as many checks. Mm-hmm. Businesses still are. Oh yeah. And so the fact that people are like, well. I'll just go back to checks. It's not like you even have to get that sophisticated. I'll just use their mm-hmm. their account number and make a brand new check. So how does a business owner stay on top of this stuff? I mean, what's, what's the first step to prevention? I would assume staying aware, right? Oh, absolutely. So when you're going to be a business owner and you want to be aware of what's going on fraud-wise, there's two different like kind of buckets that fraud falls into when you're a business owner. There's the external bucket where it's like the cybersecurity, the um, data breaches, the check check number compromise, email compromise, if you get a suspicious link in your email. And then two, there's the internal bucket of people who are working on the inside, getting a hold of different things or 
paying themselves with the company's money, basically. That's not on their payroll. So just being aware of those different types of fraud really helps business owners prevent it from even happening. Sure. How do you stay aware? I mean, how do you even educate yourself on what types of fraud are happening? A lot of research. I do a lot of research, um, listen to the news, or even just like from firsthand experience of what I see or the phone calls that I get from as a person myself. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous, the phone calls that Mm -hmm. you receive. And I can only imagine it on a business standpoint, too, because they're working with vendors and consumers and everybody under the table. So it's like... It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you and I were talking before before we started recording that um, I told you a story about my parents. My dad got a text from his pastor mm-hmm. saying, uh, hey, I can't make it out right now, but I need some gift cards bought. And uh, my dad right away was like, whoa, well, Pastor Greg wouldn't yeah. text me that. That's That seems weird. But they had never heard of that scam before. So, of course, they call their daughter in banking because she must know. So... <laughs> I was like, you know what? I've never heard of that before either. But a quick Google search, and I found a whole bunch of churches that were putting out information saying, hey, our pastor would never ask you guys to Mm -hmm. go buy gift cards for them. So I think that that's important for business owners, especially to know that some of this stuff is a Google search away. Mm -hmm. Some of this stuff is, is right there. It's in the news. It's available. And people want to share that information. Absolutely. Like, too, when we were talking before, I used to be aware, like, scams and stuff would happen, and you didn't want to discuss it. You didn't want to tell about it or talk about it at all because it's embarrassing. You don't want to seem like a fool. But scammers have so much information and resources to scam why they don't actually have a valid career and use those points (laughs) to that I will never know agreed but they have so many resources available at their fingertips to make these happen yeah and it's a fast payout it's not just where like you have to work the 40 hours and get your paycheck they can get hundreds of dollars in a matter of 10 minutes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important to recognize as a business too that it doesn't mean that you didn't take steps to prevent mm-hmm. it. It just means it's so prevalent. And that's why you need to stay aware and you need to work on those mm-hmm. um, steps of prevention. Absolutely. So why don't you tell me a little bit more about some of these frauds, like email compromise, or you know, what are those internal controls and audits that you think that a business should have? So when it comes down to um, email compromise, I'll talk about that one yeah. first. Um, businesses get emails from their vendors saying about how their payments are due or the payment details have changed. So knowing your vendor and who you're doing business with really helps in preventing clicking on that link and giving out that information to someone who is not your vendor. It's important to be on a first name, kind of like a first name basis with your vendors. So you know if like something comes through and you're kind of feeling funny about it, you can give them a call and be like, hey, is this you? No, it's not. Okay, cool. I didn't click on it. And then to having a like malware protection and antivirus software and keeping on top of it. And a lot of other businesses offer businesses this type of stuff. So making sure that like you're also double checking all of your back office stuff as well and making sure that you stay hands on with your employees, the practices, knowing how your um, money comes in and goes out as well too. Mm -hmm. So it's not just all of a sudden you notice something and it's been happening for years and you're out millions of dollars. Right. Get on top of that right away. Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned educating employees. Mm -hmm. So again, as bankers, we're super used to 
having to take those regular cybersecurity yes. quizzes. And we roll our eyes when they come out because we're like, again? Yeah. But... <laughs> Just because we get that information so regularly doesn't mm-hmm. mean our customers do, doesn't mean business owners do, and it doesn't mean that they're passing that along to their employees. Absolutely. So all it takes is one employee to click on a bad link mm-hmm. and you've got an issue. Yeah. So how do you educate employees? What does that look like for a business owner, do you think? It's going to be knowing how your business operates and the areas of weakness that are there in your business. And when you discover those weaknesses, either going out and like, going to a third party where they have training resources, like we get those emails about we different do. training resources, that's available for not just banks, but for everybody. So if you have cybersecurity issues, look up for a company that will help you educate your employees. And then just staying on top of it too, mm-hmm. I think is the best way to prevent yeah. it from happening. Yeah, you're right. There's companies that specialize in this sort of thing. There's also free resources out mm-hmm. there. Things like the Federal Trade Commission is oh, yeah. one that I was I was just looking at yesterday for a customer and tons of resources out there, really simple step-by-step tips. Mm-hmm. So go out there again, Google search some of that stuff Yeah, because it's available and people, people want to help. Yeah. They want to see you stay safe. Mm-hmm. And then too, like doing internal audits. Yes. That's a big one as well. Um, a lot of companies, especially as they grow, they kind of have just like, they're on autopilot. Mm-hmm. And I mean, how many times do you drive home and you're like, hmm, did I stop at that stop sign? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I made it home fine, but I don't know if I just blew through that or not. <laughs> um, I think like businesses, especially when they're, like, they're paying bills, like it's the same thing. They do the same thing every sure. week, the same thing every month. Like having a checklist. I mean, it might seem redundant, but at the same time, if you have a checklist, you're like, oh, hang on. Align Energy didn't change their payment like account where I put it into. What's going on here? Yeah. I just picked Align Energy because I have to pay my electric bill, but. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> it was right there. Yeah, it was fresh on my mind. So a lot of that is really building in that anti-fraud culture within yes. your workplace. Yes. Having a culture in general in a workplace is so important because it keeps employees engaged and less Mm -hmm. likely to commit internal fraud. But having an anti-fraud culture where fraud isn't able to happen, both externally and internally, are very, very important. Now, you have mentioned the fraud triangle. I have never heard of that before. Yes. What is that? The fraud triangle. It's basically motivation in one corner opportunity in another corner and rationalization in the other. So the motivation would be like, um, I'm thinking of like an internal fraud and I actually just read about this not too long ago. Mm-hmm. A gentleman's wife was pregnant. They were having difficulty making ends meet. So the motivation was there. He found an opportunity to go ahead and commit this fraud. So that's the second little corner of that. And he rationalized with it, it himself that it was okay for him to do this. So that little triangle formed and he ended up stealing about $8 million before he was caught. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you know how long that took him to do? It was years. Wow. He was doing this for years. And then his wife, well, it turned to his ex-wife by the end of it. She ended up tipping off the company because she's like, I don't know how he gets all this extra money. I know what his income is. I don't know how he gets all this extra money. So they did an internal audit and they found it. Wow. So now he's sitting in a jail cell, but yeah. And if she hadn't said anything. Exactly. Who knows how long it would have went on for. Or like I think of like two Ponzi schemes. I listen to a lot of podcasts about um, white collar crime. So I guess like my own little role is kind of like my own prevention and of white collar crime mm-hmm. and my comfortable little bubble to yeah. be involved. <laughs> but, um, Ponzi schemes too. That's another one of how 
fraud occurs in businesses and it's just insane to see how much money these people get away with. Mm-hmm. Eventually, like they get caught, everything falls apart. Yeah. But it's how long is that eventually going to be? So for a business, there's awareness, there's having having those plans and audits in place, but can they do anything with insurance to make sure that yes. they're protecting themselves? Yes. Insurance companies now offer um, insurance to businesses for like data breaches. Okay. So if there is any kind of data breach or any kind of a compromise with their technical software, they protect them against that as well. Because I know businesses can have insurance for like if certain fraud things occur or try like ever like I don't know really how to explain it, but there's different insurance companies that offer many different things to businesses now. And I think as time goes on and things get more in depth and fraud gets a little bit more in depth, um, there's going to be even more available to businesses. So definitely look into the insurance for compromised um, software, everything like that. Okay. So what are some tips that you have to help an owner prevent fraud from happening? So my biggest tip is to know your employees and your vendors. That's going to be number one. Have a really good relationship with them because at the end of the day, like it makes the employee feel good too. It makes the vendor feel good. Like I said before, kindness, like I'm a love, (laughs) peace, love and light type of person. So, And then two, really knowing how your business makes money and how it spends money. Knowing that in and out very, very deeply. And then two, of course, having the antivirus and right software and whatnot on your computer. So it seems like it's a lot of having the right partners. Yes, too. absolutely. Yep. You can't just partner with anybody. So mm-hmm. very just much like how life works. You can't right? just be partners with anybody. So that's true. <laughs> Choose them carefully. Yes. For your business. Yeah, your absolutely. business is like your own little weird marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting analogy. <laughs> putting on the banking with business podcast here. <laughs> All right, Melissa, here's where we're going to get a little inspirational. Okay. With our listeners, as you know very well, Mm -hmm. Horicon Bank is the natural choice for banking, not just a tagline, but a commitment to being environmentally friendly, supporting environmental causes. So in that spirit, I'm going to give you an interesting animal fact, and you get to turn it into some inspirational advice for our listeners. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. Did you know female lions do 90% of the hunting? Lionesses actually do a majority of the hunting while the males protect the pride. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't know that. I watch a lot of nature shows. <laughs> I'm not surprised. The more I learn about you, Alyssa, <laughs> yeah. I am not surprised. <laughs> There's a show on um, Netflix that's called Wild Babies, and they follow like different baby animals around, and it just touches my heart. It is so cute. <laughs> but let's see. Inspirational. Teamwork makes the dream work. Mm. <laughs> Nice and cheesy. I love that saying. I say in a lot of my little training seminar things with my employees because teamwork does make the dream work. It does. And lionesses, they go and hunt as a team or a pack or what? I think they're a pride. Yeah, as a pride. pride. And then the males stay back and protect everything. So nice little teamwork Teamwork. they got going there. Yeah. And when you're preventing fraud, teamwork makes the dream work. Right. There we go. Perfect. All right. So before we end the show, Melissa, I appreciate you coming on, but I want to wrap up with some actionable advice. So what is one thing that you hope our listeners can walk away with today and just put into action right away? The thought of having that anti-fraud culture, just taking the little steps here and there. It doesn't have to be overnight, but just start 
looking at your business and realizing where there's weak points and what you can do to make it better. There's a lot of benefits and there's a lot of resources out there that can help. So, right. Well, thank you again, Melissa. I think this is super important information. Like you said, those frauds, those scams are constantly changing. Mm -hmm. But if you've got the building box in place in your business to prevent it, you are well on your way uh, to making sure that your business stays safe. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thanks for tuning in. To stay in the loop on all things banking on business related, visit horaconbank.com slash banking on business and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.